0: There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. They're going to fight me. Don't look at them. They're about to drive. I fired
1: point blank. Watch this. Oh, God. Nami. From
2: behind trees. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I'm your host and referee, as always, Mike. And today, we celebrate the return of Ethan. Ethan, welcome back. Ethan, I, welcome back. I'm Steve.
0: Oh, I've always been Steve. Steve, you sound a little weird, buddy.
2: Wow, sound... Portland
1: really changed you, Steve.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, my uh, my voice has changed. It's gotten more, like, nasally, but my audio quality is better, so like, That's it's kind of a trade-off,
1: you know? That's nutty.
2: Um, well, I just wanted to welcome you back, Ethan. We tried to replace you, uh, but here you are, resilient as ever. Uh, because this is what you truly want to do with your life, is record this podcast, and nothing was going to get in your way. So I have I, no other passions. I uh, I commend that. Um, anyway, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today, Ethan's got to talk about Hell's Paradise, while Jay has to talk about martial magic and muscle. Uh, uh, catch us on Twitter at CrappyAnimeSD.
0: And
1: boys, what was your week like?
0: It was all right.
1: You know, this was a good week. We had we had two enjoyable things. They're not great for
0: the podcast, but you know, like there was no clawing of the eyes. <laughs> I, I, did I choose Hell's Paradise? Is that one of mine? Yes, you did. You did. Whoa, that's weird. I do not remember. that Yes, at all. you did. Hmm. We made the condemned jokes over and over again.
1: Yeah, but I just Repeated. assumed that meant it
0: was yours. Fair, but no, <laughs> I picked
1: I picked Muscle Man.
0: Yeah, as soon as you... Yeah, I know for sure you picked Mashal because Mashal is... For I mean, the things
1: just... I'll never have and the man I'll never be.
0: It's all right, bud. You can dream. I'll we never can all fucking... dream. <laughs> it's, it's true. I'll never punch
1: Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll never get the chance. Never.
2: Not in a and million years. Even if he
1: was real, he'd probably beat me up. God dang. Takes <laughs> a real man to admit that. <laughs>
2: You're just calling yourself a real
1: man Is that all you did? It takes did? a real man to admit that you get your ass kicked button. by Harry Potter <laughs> That's right I'm patting myself side. Right, it takes back.
2: a real, humble, honest, hardworking man to admit he's just not the best out there oh, But is I'd that still me? try oh, God, that's crazy I'd
1: still oh. try to punch Harry Potter I'd still
0: do it <laughs> That's good Someone has to <laughs> well, so It's the okay. principle of the thing I guess Someone He'd should He's probably
1: Avada Kadava, my dick, too small. <laughs> I believe that's how that works.
2: Uh, yeah, this week, uh, this is fun. You know, for once, I was like, wow. Two anime that kind of don't need to be here. We get to watch them both in the same week. Happy about that. Uh, yeah, uh. this could have been much worse. Uh, right. So which one of you wants to go first? I'll let you pick. I want to
0: get mine out of the way. Oh,
1: okay. Wow. All right. I that thought mine... Sound-
0: no, it doesn't sound I think that you guys are holding up Hell's Paradise a little too high. I think Masha was fun to watch, but I don't I did not particularly enjoy Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise,
1: I mean, just to spoil your entire review, I uh, put it in the same category as like Jujutsu Kaisen, where it's well made and I can appreciate why someone would like it. I'm not gonna
0: watch it. You know, you know I, I, mean? I don't even I don't even think it was well made, man. Like I really yeah, I, I think it was acceptable. Like I, bare minimum, well, ex- acceptable or bare for a show, not acceptable
1: for an anime. The bar of animes, is, remember, very very low. This certainly clears the bar of normal production value and goes a little bit beyond that.
0: All right, well, I guess Ethan? I just don't care because I've seen this shit so many times. let talk about it then, buddy. It's
1: fair. Maybe, you know what? I saw Studio Mappa at the beginning, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then <laughs> I, I, I had temporarily became you, an anime fan. Did, did, did you turn your brain off? I just didn't think. I turned my brain
0: off.
2: Turn your brain off. Yeah, and everything is good. This.
0: Well, all right, all right. So it was at times beautiful because Mappa was involved. So I'm, not, I'm not saying Beautiful.
1: Nah, I'm it was saying like okay, I visually and animation wise, it was doing intelligent things with its cinematography that actually lended itself to telling a story rather than a bunch of cardboard cutouts put in front of a puppet show background, you know, kind of like bobbing in front of each other, having what some would call a conversation.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, fair, I guess. All right. So the whole premise of this is that there's this guy. He doesn't feel anything. You see he's hollow. You know, because he, he doesn't feel. He's yeah, just a hollow man. Just going to put this and out just, there
2: since neither of you will, since you don't care. The fact that he's called a hollow and then there are these giant, stupid-looking, smiling creatures is just clearly borrowed from Bleach. So I just wanted to say oh. that since that, no one else is will a, on this
1: Yeah, podcast, actually, you're right. They're called hollows no and they're
2: giant beasts and they look weird and...
1: That's have to kill them. Very so. That's anyway. very fair. That's very fair. A pseudo-spiritual, like, magical area that's cut off from the rest of the yep. world. Mm-hmm. All of yeah. these people who have, quote-unquote, supernatural abilities. Although, at the end of the day, you know... It, people it's just dressed in season. robes with samurai swords, you know, like... Yeah, it, it, it's the first season in the first couple episodes of what is obviously a shounen power anime. Yes, So, like, obviously. it gets to be at its best, where not, if everything makes sense and the stakes are set... And the rules are clearly outlined and defined, and nobody is just like bullshit, you know, like in a in a ass pulling the new power kind of way. So, you know, they they get to be that way. It's like I mean, season one of Hiroaka. It's okay, it's not bad, but you know exactly what's going to happen two seasons from now.
0: Oh yes, I mean maybe that's the reason why I have like no love for this anime is because I've seen it a million times before even if it is like slightly better than other shows. You know? So it's just like kind of not worth it to me. Like, okay, so like this guy is basically invincible, right? Our hollow character. He's invincible. Right. Except for he could die if he had nothing to live for but he does if have he something let to live for. If he let himself die, yes. Yeah. He, he does have something to live for and it's his wife who he tells us he hates but it actually turns out he loves and like I don't know why that needs to happen. It's very... Like, okay, so I guess I do literally know why it happens. They're setting yeah. up the fact that although he calls himself hollow, he actually does have emotional connections to the world. This is just extremely ham-fisted, so I don't care that it happens.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But, but like, that's his character arc. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's done by very, episode two. Yeah, well, sort of. I mean they're they're setting it up so that his humanity continues to develop but you know whether or not that actually happens in a in power anime you know you never you
0: never really know yeah i do prefer my protagonist to not be like human i prefer them to be as you know unintelligible and unrelatable as possible yeah well good for you thank you i i know how to watch this uh this trope this genre and you do not um but yeah so he gets arrested uh, for being a bad guy. And uh, I don't even remember why he gets arrested. He, like, gets framed for killing someone or something. Do you guys remember? No. Uh, he, wait, why he got arrested no.
2: is because he tried to leave. Yeah.
0: So he, oh, tried he, to leave. he tried village. to leave. I, guess I tried technically, to leave. I didn't leave
1: village, and the Hokage was, wouldn't let me. He was kind of framed or set up in the sense that he got married to this guy, to the to the head chief's daughter. And the daughter clearly has a thing where she like doesn't want to kill. She's different. And they had them get married basically as a test. And the whole point of the test was whether or not he'd be enough of a hard ass murderer to just not, you know, to not listen to his wife. And when he went to the dad to say, hey, I feel like, I, I'm gonna be doing right by your daughter if we just leave this place. he's like, yeah, okay, sure and then sicked the goons on him. so yes, it was a bit of a setup but at the same time, you know it's it wasn't like a tr- some great trick it was just a test that he failed yeah and why is he not allowed to leave? You're not allowed to leave because it's a league of assassins and you're not allowed to give your skills to anyone else I mean that he was sense. given an impossible task. No, he wasn't given an impossible no, task. Was, he was given was, a perfectly the, reasonable the task. The joke was John Wick,
0: okay? Oh, All right. Man, don't that's read too I thought we were doing a condemned Jeez, joke there. He's he a, a man of pure yeah. will. <laughs> I've seen him kill three anime waifus with a pencil.
1: <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Again, like as far as originality goes, zero out of ten. Like we've Correct. seen it eleven million times. As far as following that trope and making a character that at least makes sense and has an arc, uh, four out of ten. Yeah, they do
0: manage to literally cobble together a character that has only one line, which is, I am hollow, oh wait, I'm not. Right. So I guess points for that. Um, But really, the more
1: important character and the more interesting one, and honestly, the bigger accomplishment is the chick. Yeah. As a character, she is actually legitimately interesting. Yeah. I, at least I find her to be legitimately interesting. that is well, not some that is not a character trope that I have seen before and right off the bat she's a female character in an anime that has character and agency so like 10 out of 10 on that nine out of 10 on the actual like you know personality and execution because it's it's pretty original a, a female executioner dedicated to the art of extremely well done executions beheadings. And she's just trying to get used to the fact that she kills people on other people's orders. So in a way, she has the exact same character arc as the main character, but you know, from the opposite end of the spectrum, where her bloodlust and murdering is considered, you know, legitimate and artful and cool.
0: You know, maybe the reason why this is not ringing as well for me is because I spent a little time away from anime. You know, maybe, maybe I just You're need abs- to, like a after- fool. Yeah, maybe maybe after like two weeks of uh proper anime watching again, I'll have better appreciation for this stuff. Like I in between I watched uh All Quiet on the Western Front, which isn't exactly a character set piece, but definitely has more depth <laughs> than, well, yeah, than anything depth that we sure. watch normally. And uh yeah, I just kinda forgot maybe, but anyway i It is fair to say that this this chick does have agency within the anime. It is also fair to say that it's kind of original that you know she is a female executioner and also knows she's in a man's world um and you know she is just trying to get better at doing executions. I wasn't fond of how every scene in her inner monologue they have to animate her completely nude being grabbed by hands yeah that's there that's just unforgivable, <laughs> yeah. I, there's
1: no reason for it. So I, get the, I get the idea. Like it's scary. You're supposed to make it scary. You didn't have to make it sexual. There's yeah. no reason for that. And there's they made it
0: pretty no clearly sexual. <laughs> yeah. So and it, you that, know what? That's I'm even, minus points from me. I'm even able to look past the, the. There's one moment in episode three where the main character beats her in a duel and pins her to the ground, and it's pretty clearly. It's not that they are sexually aroused. But it is pretty clearly. A, I have dominated you. I have won oh, this moment. That's that one, fine. Yeah, that one was at least a well set up moment um, because it's about character growth. Exactly. Whereas, yes.
1: whereas, like the sexuality of being groped by demon hands that represent your guilt by her guilt, yeah, <laughs> is like uh, that doesn't I mean? track. No, guilt is not considered sexy. Yeah, very Fighting few people have that. One. And winning. And you know, dominating. Now that's considered sexy, right? You're, you're you're
0: crossing your streams here. Yeah, the one's a little weird, and by that I mean pretty normal for anime weird. Yeah. Also, it's not even that like the hands are groping her, groping like it's not like they are opening and closing their hands. They are just covering her bits, and I'm like, yeah, that's still yeah. better than most anime because in most anime, it'd be like literally molesting her. Well, we've seen this before where you get groped on your way down to
1: hell. What what was it? Uh, What was the one where if you disobey? Yeah, Plunderer, where you disobey God or whatever, the hands come up and drag you to hell. And then you're getting dragged to hell and you're dying, and it's a sad moment. And then one grabs your tit and you're like,
0: hey, buy me dinner first. Yeah. Man, (laughs) if only we could go back to Plunderer. Actually, let's not go back to Plunderer, but. Yeah, so those are our characters. Um, the actual plot itself is like pretty direct, which is a bunch of criminals that are going to get the death penalty anyways are being sent to an island because that island, people believe it to be the key to heaven or maybe just heaven itself. But yeah. They have to like bring back this elixir that people only think is there, but they have no proof whatsoever that it is there. Um, well, there's a story that
1: says it's there. And when right. other parts of that story appear to be you know
0: like true then they kind of just guess assume the the rest of it is yeah which fine so there's originally like 50 or 60 people that are like all right let's you know we're bad guys let's go to this island uh and then the shogunate is like nah they're gonna have to kill each other to like get a better you know to because we have too few seats on the boat to get them to the island. Realistically, the Shogunate just wanted to watch people kill themselves. Yeah, but also um, I just think it's a great plan in the sense of like, well, we
2: caught all these criminals and we should just kill them, but let's see who yeah. kills each other first, I guess. Like, uh, they were all on death row, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, two yeah. birds, one stone.
0: It, it yeah, works. no, I, It all it, makes it works sense. It as a setup, yeah. Yeah. And also we get to see their powers there, which, like, it actually does jibe that we are given this uh, from a like a you know a narrative standpoint, again I just kind of don't care because it's so hamfisted. <laughs> like it's it's abundantly clear what's going on, and that's like why we're watching it. Um, right. Which I was s- annoying to me. I still love that.
2: Like it's clear to me that because in these animes you need what are akin to you know as Jay said like mooks, but like. You're like, these are like the 60 worst criminals ever. And it's like, I don't know. That guy looks like he kind of stole a Kit Kat from a grocery store. And that (laughs) one looked like he burned my family alive. And somehow these guys are like, both get the death penalty. Because obviously you can't have 60 strong people. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You just need 10. But that just means that the ten that end up, like it's never like a crazy cool fight. It's just one guy going around just cracking skulls of guys who are there because you know they got caught with their pants down or something. Like
0: it's, uh, yeah. I mean, Jean you, Valjean is there, and it's like, man, I just stole a loaf of bread. Like I don't yeah. really feel like I belong mm-hmm. with yeah, the rest it's just of Jack these the guys. Ripper and
2: Jean Valjean, it's like, yeah, we're
0: <laughs> we're the same, you and I. It's like, no, really, we're
2: not. He's like, yeah. According to these guys, we are. so. Yeah, and I'm going That's to kill right. you now.
1: I stole all a loaf of bread. bread. Uh. He's, he's in here for chronic singing. Yeah. <laughs> You're gone guys
2: like I just uh, I just do meth occasionally and he, he, I mean you killed an entire school full of children
1: yeah I know <laughs> and we're the same yeah yeah Isn't that crazy? and you can you can <laughs> light yourself on fire on command
0: and you're fine
2: wait a minute I can pick up a rock and that guy can light himself on fire how is this equal
0: Yeah, so many people literally kill each other just by picking up rocks. And then you, like, later on are shown other guys with their hands tied can extend their hands to be like, you know, Mr. Fantastic and murder people like that. And you're like, no, hold on. I feel like someone should have thought this through a little bit. I'm just
2: going to point out that I think it's hilarious that they invited the giant unkillable man. First of all, don't know how they caught him. Second nope, of all, know. they literally go no no sword can pierce him, and then they go ah he'll just have one guy watching him nothing can yeah. go wrong.
0: <laughs> what? So that's actually well, it, yeah it, this is the I'm coolest sure thing. They,
1: yeah, they, it's it's that conflicting power level thing. Yeah, where everybody's everybody's backstory is that they're the strongest, most badassest, most awesomest ever, mm-hmm. but actually they're not because yep. some people can do one crazy cool thing. And then you have some people like the main character who can do every crazy cool thing.
0: This is probably a. Uh, this is probably the only thing that did make me laugh in this show was uh, how they would send in. Uh, they were they like a part of the Yamada tribe or something. I don't remember what the name was. Yeah, whatever. Um, so they send in these like ultimate badass executioners, one for each one of these criminals. And the thing that we haven't mentioned about this island is it cha- Oh, excuse me. It changes people. How, like, if anyone's ever seen the movie Annihilation, like, you are fundamentally altered by going onto this island, and you will not be a human by the time you leave. Right. Um, it's a little different. Annihilation is actually a good movie, for instance, but, like, it does alter your DNA, and, like, you know, if it fucks with you, it will kill you. So, right. first off, you would think to yourself, okay, just send the criminals, you know, and that's enough incentive for them to come back, because otherwise they will die on this island, and then you find out that they're like, oh, no, no, no. For every criminal we send in, we're sending in one of these ultimate executioner guys to make sure they stay in line because we need them to come back. And if they don't come back, we need their heads. And I'm sitting here like, well, why don't you just send the ultimate executioner guys? Because these guys apparently are supposed to be more badass than the criminals. So you're wasting your coolest special, like, murder force, you know, as a member of the bourgeois of Japan you are murdering like some of the coolest people, the most loyal people you have, by potentially just getting stung by a bug on this island and then getting transformed into like a tree thing. And, and, and then that... you get there, and they actually aren't that badass. It turns out they can be murdered basically by anyone and everyone, criminal-wise, that got sent there. So why did you send them? What was the point? Did you want to just murder them too? <laughs> yeah, weird. I mean,
1: basically, I think that's really just how it goes. I mean, if you think about it, if you don't, if you take away the point of the, um, uh, the point of the uh, pardon, really all you're doing is you're sending an expeditionary force of your best people. Yeah, and I'll bet that part of the point. I mean, they even say in the show that with the uh, the executioner people, they're there on the same job. Really, they're also there to just get the get the thing and find out if, it, or at least find out if it's there and come home. They're just more or less trying to give them. Uh, a bunch of like people who you can just send there to die and no one will care. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea is that, you know, if you send a bunch of people in as test subjects, all you need is for one of them to come back with some information and you're already like paying dividends. So I believe they're just trying to split the difference where they're sending a party of criminals thinking, well, if they come back, we're probably not going to give them the pardon anyway, but they'll tell us something. If they come back, uh, but if their executioner comes back, we still get the same amount of information. You know, like, every prisoner we can trick into even giving this thing a second thought is, you know, better than we started out with.
2: And also, it kind of, um, like, kind of a tangent in the two different directions here, but uh, they, they mention as a sub-theme that, the reason the executioners are there, quote unquote, the one guy goes, yeah, and it just turns out that uh, this will determine who's the leader of the executioners kind of deal, which I, you know, I guess maybe makes sense, but also it's kind of just a little ham-fisted in there. Um, but it also kind of reminds me of, um, you know, why I like the condemned more, because it's just criminals killing each other on an island for ratings. Uh, so, you know, that's just edge to the condemned. I just want to make sure that uh, people understand that. It's a great movie yeah, yeah. with I Stone Cold Steve still Austin. In the lead. You know, still in the lead. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just they're like, yeah. I, I think Jay's right, and I also just think that <clears throat> another reason that it's probably just thrown in there is that they're going to be the lead of the executioner. But I don't really understand. Like, is it just the executioner that comes back with the vi- is that the leader? Like, they don't really, they don't really, they just kind of throw that in there. So uh, I'm going to go with Jay's explanation because it makes more
1: sense than what I feel I was told. Yeah, And we might see that, you know, dumpster at some point, but, you know, who knows? Right,
0: right. But uh, beyond that, our, uh, our main, like, you know, cadre of villains are almost all dead by the end of episode three. Because we started with 60, we went down to 10, and then we are shown, I can remember for sure, two of the villains, no, three of the villains dead by the end of episode three. Yeah, For sure, one
1: are MC kills, and at least one or two die on the boat on the way over.
0: Yeah, so there's the guy with the stringy arms like Mr. Fantastic dies. The yeah. cannibal um, lady who is a courtesan dies by someone else, just kills her. Um, MC does kill someone. I forgot about that. And then there's also a team up. Uh, where the woman kills the man by throwing like a dart or a shuriken. Or something oh, like that that's or something. right. Yeah, yeah. So, so like we've we're lost six almost already. half. Yeah, yeah. It was well, like that, okay, mm, that was quick. Actually, kind of what my my favorite part
2: of this was because they just decided to the, do the culling early, which is nice. Was just that you you immediately see that these executioners aren't invincible when you yeah. see uh, you know Big Beefcake Brutus just just destroy Eye Man. Which is like Night. the girl, main character, girl's like friend, who's like, "You're not good enough for this job," and then he gets one tapped. He goes, "Hey man, are you hungry?" And then he just eats him. So I guess he was hungry. But yeah, we're we're down to of twenty people, what, at least fifteen or less, probably like twelve or thirteen people total left on this island. Yeah. So yeah, it's
0: fucking wild. The one that really it, annoyed it, me was the Cortezon one because they set it up as if she's a badass, and then she gets killed by her like goaler and that would be like, okay, so the goaler was aware of what was happening. Then isn't it the point of the goaler to just very simply do the goaling and not like get seduced and then be like, Hey, you seduced me. Now I have to kill you. (laughs) Unless he's just like a goaler that doesn't give a fuck. I guess
1: I don't, I don't really get it, but at the very least I appreciate that people can die and that even once you got down to your 10, they didn't go, oh, well, let's make 10 interesting characters. You know what I mean? Because God, God only knows they've... I hate, I fucking hate it when shonens feel the need to have this giant sprawling cast, only to find out pretty goddamn quickly you can't possibly keep that up. You just can't. There's no way in hell you're going to be able to maintain... Decent character writing, and you know, spend the time that you need on all of these different people. You're gonna put some in the dumpster and you're gonna focus on others, and everyone's gonna be mad at you. So, like, don't fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, that is a fair point.
2: That's why I wonder if they're even gonna go for more than one season because it kind of reminds me of Junie Tyson's Zodiac War, where like it kind of builds it up at the beginning like these 12 zodiac animals are going to fight each other and like oh man it's going to be crazy but so many people get killed off in the first episode and by the 12th episode they come to a conclusion and that was it mm. So the real question is is I mean do you think this is going to go more for more than one season with the pace that they're kind of killing people off or do you think they're just going to try to sum up this whole story in 12
1: No idea It feels idea. like
0: they're milking I I, it,
1: I don't know. I I would like
0: highly
1: it. doubt that this is going to end in one season. But yeah. that doesn't mean they won't keep a decent pace for at least one full season. Okay. <clears throat> Again, like um uh like uh not Monster Hunter, Demon Slayer. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's exactly the kind of thing where uh they have a great first season and then after that just done. You know, it's it's just boring. It's annoying. Once you've established all the characters and you have to keep repeating the formula, it doesn't hit the same anymore. It's just you're done. So I would imagine that it could be like that, that if this show doesn't start really innovating on its formula or end, it's going to hit a wall because there's really only so much you can do with prisoners playing a death game on an island that hasn't been done a trillion times before. So maybe they'll innovate by going batshit nuts and put a bunch of stupid shit in there. Maybe they'll innovate by doing the typical shonen thing, which is constantly try to escalate the stakes until it jumps the shark and feels ridiculous and stupid and doesn't feel, you know, real anymore. Or they'll just end it. But that's, I think, the least likely concept. Yeah, The, the least likely option.
0: Oh, uh, also the producer apparently says the manga has 127 chapters. That ah, doesn't yeah. mean anything. I don't, I don't there know it is. That, that
1: doesn't really doesn't mean, mean anything. anything.
0: I mean, that doesn't... Come on, guys. We can conclude there's 127 chapters is more than one season. This scene. is
1: the real world, mm. okay? They will cut entire sections out of your show. Of I your think manga you forget
0: which one we're talking about. This you know, whole section of your show, sure, but this is still anime. They want more, not less. No, they want more, not less,
1: but only if it's making money. If it stops making money, they will dump anyone at any time for any reason.
0: Okay, well, now we're just talking statistics because, you know, as you pointed out before, there are many of these shounen exactly like this. And it's just the one that happens to stick to the wall that moves on. So, like, statistically, no, they won't make more than one season. But if they do, they will make eight. Yes, that's
1: true. Uh, and once it starts to really slow down, the merch either has to carry it or a bunch of diehard fans do, aka, you know, like uh, Demon Slayer, where it was the king of anime dethroned one piece for like a month and then went back into the dumpster and nobody cared. Yep.
0: All right, I'm done on this one. I don't have a lot to say about it. i I don't really think it's particularly anything fun to talk about personally. I mean, yeah, as
1: far as, like, plot details go, it's pretty bare-bones. Uh, main character is a ninja assassin. He's going to get executed. He gets convinced by his hot waifu executioner that he has something to live for and gets sent on a death game. Episode 2, uh, all the criminals kill each other. It's more excuse to pat the ego of the main character, who's just so goddamn strong. Oh, wow. Wee, oh, woo. Episode three, uh, some criminals kill, continue to kill each other. We get our only piece of character development since season one, where main character and main lady character develop a relationship where they're trying to kill each other because they both need to get back alive. Woo! That's it. That's where, that's where we yep. kind of have to stop.
0: Yeah, light on plot.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, just sometimes I just want
0: to come home and turn my brain off, though. So light on plots, good for me.
2: <laughs> just to the just to the producer's point of having 127 chapters, since we have nothing else to talk about as this as this manga as it exists, um, I just want to say that the reason I say that 127 chapters, 127 chapters means nothing, especially when it comes to a shonen, is because you can take like a chapter in. Uh, in a Shonen and turn it into five episodes. Sure, it's just a fight scene where they don't do anything but say four lines and charge up attacks like Dragon Ball Z or, you know, you cut back to weird things, you just elongate. Absolutely. But you could also have, you know, where you you care about what you're writing and you could take, you know, 127 chapters and, and only make 12 seasons or maybe just two seasons. It just kind of depends on, on what you're shooting for. And that's why I was a little... I don't know, on the fence, because, I mean, the only thing that I have to relate it to is Junie Tyson, where I thought maybe they would get, like, a second season because it was a bunch of Zodiacs and they just had to kill each other for this magical prize, which was a wish. So sort of like this anime, where they're just going to an island to find the miracle of life and if they come back, they win. But in 12 episodes, they ended the whole thing.
1: So, I don't know, I I just think it's... uh, (laughs) Uh, All all the 127 chapters really tells you is that uh, they don't plan on ending it quickly. Yeah. So if it does end quickly, it is because something went wrong. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I I can buy that. Exactly. I can 100% buy that. Um, and uh, the producer asked a good question. Sorry for laughing there, but it was uh well Jay, would you sew armor into your skin? Is was is that what a
1: ridiculous <laughs> thing to do. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay,
0: that shit was I fucking just hard. I love that
1: it... they just give it offhand because it's like, no, that's dumb. And then he dies. So it's like, yeah, yeah that's dumb. <laughs> it's
2: dumb. I do really like that a lot of these deaths are sort of off-screen, like his death, where it was like he's got right. armor sewn into his skin and he's like, Well, gotta kill you. And the next scene is that guy dead, and it's like you isn't the whole point of this shonen to be the fight scenes? Like, what? Why would you kill that man off screen?
1: Yeah. Again, another thing that I somewhat appreciate—they don't draw them out too bad. Again, it's like watching Jujutsu Kaisen. You're like, I, I get why this feels better than most shonens. Yeah. Because they don't fall into a lot of the shonen traps. They, yeah. they're, they're not rushing their budget. They're not trying to crank out an episode every week like One Piece. You know, like they're not. They're not put. They're not painting themselves in a corner with their power system immediately. There's you know something to this. Yeah, and but I'm not at the same. Yeah, time, I wasn't like I, I wasn't you know mad about it. It just I
2: guess for a shonen, it always surprises me when they decide to kind of do things like that because you just hope that it's because they want to take it in a better direction. But you don't ever really know. Like maybe it was like ah we're we just you know couldn't fit this scene in so we'll move on. But if a shonen mm-hmm. just kills a character off screen because they're like, yeah, you know, like it matters, but also it doesn't, or does it? You don't know. Then it's like, oh, okay, neat. That's a fun direction to go in. I'm used to having 25 episode fights, so it's nice to just see him dead and call it a day. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I'm just trying to think of uh, it, what, what was there, just just for fun and to pad pad some time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, pad the but time. But what was your if you had to pick out like a moment that kind of that you felt. It was was the best moment of this anime for you, or kind of defined what you liked about it? What would you say, Jay? Since you seem to enjoy it,
1: I really liked the story of the girl's dad, whose whole thing was that he was an executioner, and one day, like a story rakugan guy, was going to get executed, and he said, "Like, hey, just tell a story like normal, and I'll execute you at a random part." And he's like nervous, and he's being weird the whole time. And then right as he's starting to get into it and he's about to be done, he chops his head off and then like the body does the little bow. And you're like, oh, that's like a that's like a fun little story that encapsulates an entire bit of storytelling and world building. And it really helps you understand like what this group of people is about at the same time as setting up a very reasonable and intelligent motivation for the female main character. Like, yeah, that's that's good. I like that. That one was cool. I want to know more about these people. I want to know more about her. I want to know more about her dad. You have done a very good job of getting me interested in this story and this character and the world that they inhabit. Okay. Although, minus one point, so 9.9 out of 10, well, that, because they that's... didn't go fully into the depth of beheading as it actually existed in feudal Japan. I don't know if you guys know I this. I thought but this yes. was weird, too, the skin thing. Yeah, the skin thing—it's actually a really cool detail. Which is that when you're being beheaded uh, in in feudal Japan, and you were somewhat important, by the way, not if you're just some random fucker—they uh, would only ninety-nine percent decapitate you, and they would intentionally leave a bit of skin that connected your your neck to your like your chin, and that little landing strip of skin would keep your head from rolling away because they thought that was gross and dishonorable. And so the idea was that you'd, you'd sit in the Seiza, you'd sit on your, on your shins and your heels, and you'd lean over a little bit, or also you'd be committing seppuku, so you'd be trying to, like, disembowel yourself. And then as you're starting to, like, really run out of steam on your seppuku, rather than watch you die in agony, your friend was supposed to be there, or at least somebody who cared somewhat about you, to chop your head off, but they didn't want it, like, rolling around on the ground, making you look like an idiot— so they'd, like, leave that skin there so that when you, your head chopped off, they'd only go 90% of the way through, and then your head would just kind of slump forward into your own lap.
0: Yeah, which like, is... Damn,
1: that's that's a lot of, like, rules. No. So if you think it's hard just to chop somebody's head off, imagine how fucking hard it is when you have to only <laughs> yeah. mostly okay, chop it Okay, I want you off. to almost
2: cut this guy's head off. What, like, like I missed? No, no, no. I want you to hit... Almost all the way. like Yeah, that's
1: fucking hard to do. I want you to
2: take this screw, and I want you to drill it until it touches the edge of this, like the other side of this wood, but doesn't break through. And you just can't see how thick the wood is. Now go, what?
1: That's impossible. Though I will say that um, there's not much reason to believe that it is actually that hard to cut someone's head off. Like, I I appreciate that there there are, you know, I guess what you could say, firsthand accounts in history of people trying to cut other people's heads off and fucking it up, but it's never fuck it up. Like you break your sword. Yeah.
2: (laughs) though That sometimes
1: did also happen, but it's more like fuck it up. Like you don't get a perfect angle on it. So you get stuck most of the way through. You still fucking die. Yeah. Right. Because the second you sever the spine, which is the first thing in your path, they're dead. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just like where the blood goes and how gross it is. Right. And, and that's why the, the Japanese version is so interesting because they cared so much about like the aesthetics of what happened when they cut your head off that, you know, like it was actually interesting to think about.
2: Yeah. No, I. So here's the thing is I've definitely heard that fact before. And now I don't know if I've heard it from you or I found it on my own. What? The the skin? I think flap? I heard it from Jared. Yeah. I, I don't talk about it a lot, but. I didn't maybe, say you talk know. about it a lot, but I am saying that because we watch a lot of anime that have to do with beheadings in Japanese culture, that it's possible fair, you fair. brought it up. However, I, maybe I saw it on my own. I'll just never know now.
0: It's weird it's for you to say that you, you don't talk about it much. Like I, I feel like every conversation I have with you, you bring this topic up. I do like cutting people's heads off. I'm something <laughs> of
1: a I'm something of an artist myself.
0: Yeah, I, I was there in the the pre-podcast lobby. I saw you. That's right. But
1: uh yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's it's a cool little thing. It's a cool way to set up a character. Certainly, never heard that shit before. And the fact that the main character isn't like the shogun's favorite assassin it helps a bit. It also helps that like his dad, the the head of the village, is just demonstrably better than him in every way. Uh, the one thing I hate most about, especially shown anime, is where like the little kid is the best at everything. Whereas this kid is just, like, probably a better than average, uh, like, ninja or whatever for his age. But there are definitely people in his village who could still kick his ass. And he's not that much more powerful than anyone from where he's from. He's just getting sent into a place where, like, his, skill, his skills are unusual. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a decent way of explaining the power dynamic without making it feel too shitty and cheap. Yeah. Like, you know, Bleach. Where yeah. day one Ichigo is breaking his way out of magic when he's never even heard of it,
2: right? Exactly. Yeah. He's like, "What is this? Ah, I know how to use it. Easy peasy."
1: I I summon the spectral chains of not move, and he goes, "What's that? I don't yeah. get it." Like he's he literally does like a One Punch Man joke, yeah. but they play
2: it straight. Uh, but it, it kind of reminds me of Hunter Hunter, uh, especially like because I don't know, I don't, I didn't watch all the way through Hunter Hunter, but. My YouTube feed is just full of anime things because we watch too much anime. And they're Fair. going to the Dark Continent, which is like the same premise where like people get sent on expeditions to the Dark Continent, and like one out of a thousand people lives. And when they come back, they have like a curse attached to them, somewhat. So whatever. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of that because Hunter Hunter was like, oh, well, all these guys are powerful, but like you know where they're from, there are people that can kick their butt. But when you bring them to you know uh, you know a place full of other people like them, they may be stronger or weaker than you know, the average feller, but if you we were to take them back to their hometown, it's like, yeah, I'm actually like the third weakest here. It's like, what the frick? What is yeah. happening?
1: Honestly, that again, like that's the only good compliment I would mostly yeah. give to Hunter Hunter, which is that it does a very good job of making sure that it's power level stays in a scalable frame Yeah, where like you can always kind of tell your upper and lower limits Yeah, because of how they do their power system. It never feels like anyone's God and it never feels like anyone's worthless. Yeah. 100%. which is really quite an accomplishment.
2: All right, well, uh, I guess if no one else has anything to say, uh, we can move on to... The true... <laughs> right <here>. to, to <laughs> to the muscles, the muscles, glasses, magic, and, and muscles. It's finally epic, time. Epic muscle muscles time. You guys, I
1: don't even have to talk about the show. Okay. All I gotta All right, say go is, on. you like Mob Psycho one hundred? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Do you like Harry Potter? Do you like uh-huh. Harry Potter? Yeah. No. Oh. Well, no. Well, now I got the show for you. <laughs> Imagine, it's it's Mob Psycho one hundred because that's literally how they drew him. Yeah, yes, but he's did. one punch man. And he's punching the cast of Harry ah, Potter. Okay, all right, I'm back in. Yay! Back in. Okay. All right, yay! What kind of jokes are there? Have you seen One Punch Man and Mob Psycho 100? It's the same jokes. Yay! They're funny, mostly. Kinda. Most of the time. Okay, I mean, yeah, for, I... for the just just for the record, I mean, they're jokes. Like they're jokes.
2: Some of them land. Some of them aren't that great. But you can yep. tell what the joke is trying to do. There's, yeah, jokes. yeah, you know where you know? it's going. I did it's laugh on a few times, yeah. and other times I went okay, like whatever. But yep. they're jokes, and that's what Mob yep. Psycho and One Punch Man were also able to do. They had jokes. It wasn't hilarious. It wasn't a comedy. But there were moments where I went, okay, that was just genuinely funny. I get it. Thank you.
0: Right. I had I some mean, legitimate laughs from this show. I yeah, I, I, yeah. I actually enjoyed watching this like a fair amount. Yeah. It was very satisfying uh, just watch this guy beaning people that sucked.
1: Right. That that's the other part that I was going to say, which is that they they also get the other half of the formula that a lot of ones also fail up and trip up on, which is you have to have your character, you have to want to root for your character. Yes. Rooting for One Punch Man was easy because he's so like he's such a goofball and because he's still like a genuinely pers- good person who you want to see win. So like you get that you get that catharsis when somebody is like talking to mad shit and then Saitama shows up, right? You get that you get that buildup of the bad guy and then their immediate crashing fall. That's the entire formula. With this show, it does something similar, but it never makes it it never makes it like too on the nose that he's going to win every single time. Yeah, for because, sure because because of the disconnect between the magic and the uh, and the punching whereas with one punch man everyone was basically trying to punch harder than saitama but you always knew that he was going to punch hardest i mean it's fun. fine it still worked and it was funnier because of other things but like as far as a core premise goes this core premise is a little bit stronger and if you ever want to know how important you know individual joke writing is when your core premise doesn't you know work watch one punch man season 2 ah, cuz the yep. second you take away the insane talent of the people who were propping that show up, turns into fucking dog shit because its core premise is dumb, boring, and annoying. It's just, it was held up by people with real fucking writing talent. So this has a better premise, not as good writing, but it's good. And uh, it generally has like decent characters that you want to root for, despite the fact that they're, you know, the, their power fantasies. It's the world oh, that,
2: yeah. that J W. and I, when we first watched Black Cullover, kind of wanted. Like this
1: is more towards the actual, uh, the actual world. Well, that where... that's the irony, isn't its yeah. is That like, y- there's almost like a, a, a an instinctual reaction to seeing magical worlds, and like, why don't you just punch him? You know, like it's like the first <laughs> time you thought about Harry Potter's, like, why don't they just shoot this fucker? Like, what's he gonna do? The wand won't save him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone's had that thought, especially when they were younger. And and that's, uh, again, another one of the core pieces that make this show work is that every time somebody sh- does some like big crazy spell, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, he's got to be powerful to take care of it. But like they have no real response to just basic things like getting punched in the face, someone just bum rushing you and tackling you to the ground. So like it, it creates a very nice world where you get to see all the things that you thought as a kid about like Harry Potter and other magical worlds, you know, get played out. You get all that setup and payoff where and you And they know, definitely
0: understand it too. Yeah, so they the setup understand and payoff that. is like actually valuable. Yeah. You can like trust that when they leave the gun on the table, it does actually get fired. Cause I was it, it, waiting for them to be like him just run at a person because they're like, ha ha, I'm going to take my time casting this spell. And then you get that payoff. He runs up yeah. and just punches a dude.
1: And there are so many places to go too, because now it's like, well, it, now, how is he going to stop They're chanting? He's going to like do all these very common sense, direct solutions to problems. And that's going to be the, that's going to be the joke every single time. They're going to be like, hey, open this lock. He's like, I can just rip it apart with my hands. Why do I need to do this? Like, hey, I, I summoned this entire school room into the yard. It's like, why didn't we just go into one of the school rooms? Shit like that. Like, that's that's the joke. That's the entire show. So just so we can get the plot out of the way, the actual story is that this is a magical Harry Potter world where they also secretly genocided and crossbred non-magical people out of existence.
0: Yeah, I like how they buried the lead on this one. They like, really did. Yeah, they were like, hey, uh, there's uh, there's magic Nazis. And you're like, oh, there's fucking what? Yeah, people that don't have magic, uh, we just kill them uh, straight up and down. We just eliminate those people. That way we can keep the lines pure. And mm-hmm. then they never, ever, ever talk about that again. Nope. <laughs> it
1: just gets left out. I mean, it's a good idea as far as world building goes because it just makes you hate the society now.
0: True. Yes. It so makes it very easy to hate them.
1: Yeah. So when your character's there to, you know, like break that society down, you, again, you want to root for them. True. But um, so th- this uh, main character guy is born without magic and his not father rescues him and, you know, basically spares him from getting murdered. He raises him alone in the woods and teaches him to lift weights and be strong because he doesn't have magic he needs something you know to have capability little does he know he's the strongest most powerful person who could ever exist and you know whatever he he's the best he's one punch man
2: except he except he's not though
1: and like that's what i like
2: about it like you said earlier like they they do a very good uh showing of like i mean yeah he can probably kick everybody's butt if it comes down to it but like you know he's afraid of the you know the Dumbledore essentially
0: and all mm. those other people so
2: I, I don't know man I, I don't think he's as one punch
0: man as one punch man yeah I, I don't think he quite fits into the the like prototypical thing the one punch man was doing um, but it, it's I, I,
1: it's he does because again remember that there were still people who could you know like make one punch man stop for a second it's the same kind of thing. As the as the show went on, I don't know if you guys ever watched season two, but no, I never. Bothered.
0: No,
2: you made me watch an episode, and then we both threw up and stopped watching it.
1: Very true, but like if you know the plot, like people who are as powerful as Saitama do exist. Huh. Okay. So, Did not know that to an extent, but like again, it's a joke manga, so like they have their own thing. But yeah, that that's the whole deal. Uh, it, it, there's it's going this exact same path. You you can't keep. Your main character as the most powerful thing of all time forever. I'm just glad they got it out of the way in like what the second or third episode.
0: Yeah, they did. The yeah. First. Cause like he can't just punch every spell out of the way. So, yeah. Which is cool. Also, like his solution to the problem was cool. I just assumed he would go up and punch Dumbledore. But like he very clearly has a priority, which is not going to protect my dad. Like, you know, I would, yeah. I want to punch you in the face, but like, you know, Honestly what what is happening is this this kid is just like genuinely extremely dense. Like he's not an intelligent individual. Like there's yeah. there's so many times where his way to solve a problem is to just like wait until someone comes along to show him how to interface with the world. Like when right. he rips the door off, like he literally can't put a square peg into a square hole. It also it also helps making him endearing because True
1: He's a dumbass and you never know whether or not he's going to solve a problem, not because he's too weak, but because he's too stupid. You know, like there's there's still stakes whenever something's happening. It's like, oh, it's not. Is he going to be able to punch his way out of it? Is is he going to be able to fucking figure it out? True. Which is why I thought it was actually kind of funny with the Sphinx in the in the lab. Where it's like, I thought he was going to jump in and solve the riddle. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, he's too dumb to solve the riddle. Yeah, I know.
2: I thought that for a second, too. I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. And then he punched the Sphinx and went, ah, okay, good. I'm there not it is. crazy. Yeah. Woo. But also, yeah, I I, got I also like it. that he serves as like kind of a common man. Like, yeah, he's really dense, but also... These magic people are stupid. Like, when the professor raised up all of the chairs out of the ground, he was like, you know, you could have just had this ready ahead of time. I have no idea why you're using magic to do it. And, like, all of those moments, it's like, yeah, he's dumb, but also everyone else is kind of dumb, too. You're just over-relying on your magic, and it's just, like, proven. It's like you could just – like, when he's walking in the district and looking at everyone doing things with magic, I even had the thought before he did where it was like – they're just doing things that you could do with hands. And then he goes, yes. you know, you could just do that with hands. I was like, oh, thank God somebody gets me. Oh, no, it's the dumb guy. I don't know if I should be happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the guy that is literally not well-adjusted. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Well, there's there's one other thing that I absolutely love about this show, and it's a personal reason. I don't know if you guys know anything about KOTOR 2, Knights of the Old Republic, the Star Wars game. Um, I know but it exists. This, this world needs a Korea. If you don't know... The whole deal with Kreia in that game was that she's an ex like Sith Lord who hates the Force and her entire deal is that she's trying to kill it. So she makes like a Jesus. like a force bomb that's going to give ev- the entire she's going to give the Force PTSD. I believe that's pretty much her plan. The Force but itself. Okay. The Force itself, yeah. Yeah, cuz she's like the Force is a consciousness. It has thoughts and feelings. And one day, somebody blew up a big enough bomb that the Force had a little bit of PTSD. And I want to recreate that times a 1,000
0: to give everybody Force PTSD. Wait, this is just like the fucking plot of original Watchmen. Like A little book. bit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. I, I'm just going to explode an alien in
1: New York City except and people that, are going to be yeah, fucked. <laughs> yeah, except that the point wasn't like the bomb wasn't to make other people be like, I don't like the Force now. It was literally to take it away from them. All right. So, okay. like, even worse. But whatever. The reason I love that fucking game is because the entire time she's like, your, she's like your Obi-Wan who follows you around and tells you to do shit. But she's constantly making fun of you and other people for their over-reliance on the Force. And yeah. she has all of these, like, neat little powers where all she does is, like, go invisible or, you know, like trick somebody into thinking that she's something other than she like just basic lying. And the idea is that all that works because the the other people around her are so overly reliant on their power that they can't do basic shit like yeah. fix up fix a plane or, you know, like you know, build something. Right. So she she constantly has to you like focus on those skills as like a fuck you to the people who you know cast her down and it's it's a perfect little schadenfreude where that's what I really want out of this show where the entire premise is him just like solving all of these impossible magical problems because they just physically don't understand how to solve a problem without magic. and like the the uh, the maze is a perfect example. For his entry test into his school in the in the show, the main character gets put into a giant maze. And the thing they say is that all of these walls are impervious to magic, but they're just dirt. They're just piled up dirt. And when you see it, the first thing you think is, well, that doesn't look like a particularly sturdy wall, Yeah. (laughs) but everybody in it is so overly reliant on magic that they really are completely powerless to the thing. I I would love it. If there's more of that, where they keep trying to test him and give him problems where that they think are impossible because they only know how to solve it with magic. And then there's just this obvious physical limitation to it that he can just bypass instantly.
0: I think that, that has to be what so they good. do. Like, I mean the way yeah. he's, cause like he just started basically playing Quidditch and like that will probably be the way he solves this problem is just jumping at it. And you know, I'm, I'm just going to call it now. It's going to end with him being like a, a, he will like revolutionize the sport because people will yeah. see how incredible he is by just literally jumping at the ball right. exactly where it is. Yeah. When's that like, second this part? What to change?
1: It's that second part that I really care about. The Saitama jokes, the One Punch Man jokes—if he just jumps really hard and no one can tell that he's not flying his broom, whatever—that that's funny. But like, fine, it's not—it's not that big of a deal. That's not what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for is what you said on the second part, which is everyone realizes that he finds a new way to play their own sport that makes more sense. Plus you have infinite numbers of Quidditch jokes that you can make because Quidditch as a sport makes zero fucking sense.
0: Dude, Quidditch is so dumb. So fucking dumb. So, I think like, it's based off of some other sport that is similar to it, though. It's based off me... of some
1: other sport and, and somehow worse because it's British, which means it rules already don't make any sense. Yeah. And then they're like, let's make it magic fantasy where it makes even less sense. It's yep. like if you tried to make magic cricket. Cricket's already a dumb fucking sport. Now you had to go and make it magical. What does that change? Well, all the rules make even less sense. The, what My main character can win the game at any time if he just does a thing. What kind of dumbass sport is
0: that? It's dumb. It's very dumb. Well, I I think that this show will continue to, you know, evolve in the way that we want it to, because it is its core premise. Like we and it has delivered on that several times where not only does it set up a like, well this is stupid, but then it follows through on the joke. Because like you said, like the broom example is probably the best one where it is humorous. Like I did get a chuckle out of seeing how fast he disappeared or not rather how fast, but more how he did it. I assumed he was just going to jump with the broom between his legs. Like, and that would have been the more lazy way to do it it's like genuinely a lot more funny to me that he threw the broom and then threw himself. Like that is definitely a thing that all of us as kids have thought, what if I just throw the ball to myself? Like you throw the football and you run after it and go catch it. Like that's, that's like a Looney Tunes joke and they they just did it here. And it's, it's still funny because Looney Tunes are funny. So I I think we're probably going to get more of the same. Um, You know, it's, it's almost to this point where I feel like this, kind of anime needs like a genre name um and you know probably it just is like one punch man or something like that but it's almost like the the genre of idiots that approach the world in a different way um, i think they
1: call it comedy sir
0: no nah, but like it's not i'm saying in like a sub sub genre of comedy you know like, no. like this particular like i don't even want to call it
1: like rags to riches but this like uh oafish you know what like tom sawyer kind of shit
0: like almost Tom Sawyer kind of shit yeah it's it's just like he's a lovable
1: little asshole yeah who sees the world in a different way and fucks it up for the
0: entire society around him yes and i think it's pretty critical that like he fucks it up because it is the only obvious solution to them at the time whether it is smart or not it's the only obvious thing that this person can see it has to make sense to do But also you have to understand why
1: everyone else around them didn't think of it already. And that reason is that more than just they're dumb, but that they're kind of like enslaved by their societal norms.
0: Yeah, and that is actually something I appreciated about this anime, was just that a lesser anime, and I'm not even saying this is like, you know, god tier or anything, but a lesser anime, which we have watched many of, would have this world of magic and would have the same intro where people are using magic all over the place, but then would not fully commit to the bit and at some point would be like you know well of course the magic people can understand the idea of working out and i don't think they could if they use magic for everything including pouring your milk i literally think this would be a foreign concept to them like that it your world if it exists long enough with the technology can't go backwards or it can but it would take like a herculean effort to understand how the thing works um I mean, you could look at our own society for that. Like, if I mean, if you take away a certain tool, someone would be like, ah, uh, well, how does someone else do it? There's, there's this one fucking story. Um, it's like, it runs around in some aviation circles, but basically the SR-71 Blackbird goes so fast that it, the metal isn't, like, connected. It's not, like... It does not connect to itself on the ground. So it like very slightly extends in the air because it goes that fast and the friction, even though it's that high, pulls it together. (coughs) And the people who made it, I think it's Lockheed. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like Lockheed made the SR-71 and for a brief moment, I think the bird got decommissioned. And whatever the case may be, they threw away the plans for that specific kind of metal and then it got DD commissioned and put back out into service and they needed the fucking metal and it didn't exist anymore. So they look around and they're like, okay, well, engineers, make me this metal. And they're like, oh, we don't know how to do that shit. They had to bring an engineer that was like fully in retirement for like you know, five, 10 years back in to give them the manual definition of like how to make this metal. Like yeah. the actual chemical composition of how to do it. Anyway, that's kind of... I guess it feels like that at times, like I- I- in this show, well, where yeah. the world building is actually supported in very goofy ways, but it is supported. It's also one of those things where like everybody's got a dipshit boss <laughs> yeah. who doesn't
1: know how anything works and doesn't know what you do. Right. Like it's, they like it happens all the fucking time. Definitely. So you you know everyone wants that chance where their boss is like, I have power over you and you have to believe everything, every stupid piece of shit that comes out of my mouth. Everyone wants to just bury that man alive and kill him. Honestly, the only thing I wish this this show had was just more violence. Like if he just legitimately killed that guy, I'd be like, yeah, I like that. Or like, I actually know, we was should combine, really hoping he just did that and we should combine kind of these two shows.
0: Oh, so it, now that's it. That's something. It's good. just
1: it's just this show. It's oh, yeah. it's magic and muscles, but every time he like puts somebody in their place, he does one of the killing animations from uh, from hell's paradise where he just like three finger roadhouse rips a
0: guy's throat out. I'm here for that. I am I, all for that shit. I wanted magic Nazi coach guy to just be murdered. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. just.
2: <laughs> I'm definitely hundred percent on board with that, but I will say the only moment that I actually wouldn't have changed was the burying of the vice principal, only because I think it's way funnier of a threat to threaten to come back because, there's no way you can stop me from coming back while you're sleeping and burying you in the ground again. Yeah. I just think no, that, that is... that, that one that was, was absolutely. really good. When he, the student, that bully guy, if he just put his head in the pavement and that was it, I'm in. That's awesome. Oh, but absolutely. Just the, just the mental damage of the psyche to the vice principal when he was like, Yeah, you can't stop me. I will bury you night after night after yep. night.
1: <laughs> Genuinely it's, like, it's a threat for his life. Like, he's literally like, You think you have power over me, you do not if you fucking exercise mutually assured destruction yes i will bury you alive and you yep. will not come out alive
0: yeah i um i i honestly even like politically not that this is like a magic show for politics or something but like the the small one here is just that there he doesn't have a monopoly on violence like <laughs> he yeah. could just he is not protected
1: he's the one person who is not threatened by like the institutions of violence that run this entire country and that that is the one thing that all of these people have in their corner. That's what that smug little shit has, because his his daddy or his uncle or whatever the fuck is is a is a best boy on the Ministry of Magic, and the vice principal of some fucking school doesn't have any power. Like all that shit. It's all it's all shit where they get their power from their place in society that has arbitrarily been decided for them by some manner other than merit. So naturally, all the actual merit having people love this guy because he does things and solves problems and fixes things. And every like person who has their station because of not merit hates him because they have to, because he's the one person they can't control. It's a perfect fucking little power fantasy. Everyone should get behind this shit.
0: Yeah, Fuck this power
1: is- fantasies where you're with the system. I hate that shit. If your power fantasy means being recognized by the entire world as the best ever, you're you're a little shitbird. I don't I don't like you. I don't like your cut. All right, you but if should, you're going you around live putting in a, people in place. That's right. You put you. If you're the most powerful person in the whole world and no one can contend with you, your sole job now, with great power comes great responsibility. Noblesse oblige is to put those little fakers in the dirt.
0: Put them down. <laughs>
1: I will fucking cheer and clap the whole time, man. I will bring you your textbook and I will not rip it up. <laughs> and I
2: damn. I, I just think that this is this anime went to where like and like Ethan like you were saying where, you know, you could kind of pull back on the reins and be like, "Oh, just kidding. I'll I'll use magic." And that's kind of what Black Clover did. And in the beginning, like, Asta was like, oh, man, I'll work out, and, you know, I don't have any magic power, but I'll just keep working out, and then I'll find my own way. And Jay and I were like, oh, what if he just started punching everybody? And they were like, just mm-hmm. kidding. He has anti-magic. Isn't that just magic? No, it's anti-magic, <laughs> idiots. No, this is Patrick. Pretty sure that's just magic. No, it's anti-magic.
1: Uh, Daring today, uh, aren't we? And then, and then,
2: so the anti-magic cancels the magic, but it doesn't cancel the magic, but what i like about mash is that he'll probably run into people that are strong and that will be able to use magic to affect him but at the end of the day his game plan will never change to well i'll use magic back
1: it will be i just have to find a way to use my fists and see what i can do yeah i'm gonna beat the stuffing out of you if it it really was you or my grandpa that's it the stuffing out of you (laughs) Why do I lift dumbbells? Because they're there. <laughs> they, look at what they're wearing. But 25
2: yeah. pounds. But Ethan, you're kind of right about the Dumbledore thing where like, uh, or you know, whatever, the, the the main character when he was like, you know, stopping his dad from dying, he's like, oh, I'll put my body. You were like, oh, I thought he'd just run up and punch him. But I liked afterward. He's like, well, if it came down to a fight between me and you, I would just run over there and punch you because that's what yeah, I can do. Like, it- like if I this just, really
1: was a fight yeah, and not a test, yeah. that is exactly I, what yeah, I would have done. I would I run would over
2: have... and punch you, because that's how I know to solve problems, and that's what I do. So yeah, I, I loved it.
0: It would have been an effective yeah, strategy, yeah, and I, I would have loved to see yeah. what you would have had to do about it. Also, something that is cool, and I, I like this show for it, is Dumbledore is actually a cool character. Yes. like, I, so, like He, I think, was one of the coolest <laughs> things about the show. Was him being like, I don't like the way the world is structured, and I recognize that you are the, like a you know a person that can help me change it. I'm not bringing you into my plans, but like I'm not going to punish you because you're basically on the ass end of like corruption. That's right. not your well, it's, fault.
1: It's exactly what I was saying before. Like the meritocratic people that exist here love him the Dumbledore and head of this academy is objectively meritocratically deserving of his position, very much unlike a lot of the people around him. Yep. And as a person of merit, he recognizes merit, and he also recognizes that that is deserving of something. So when yeah. other people are trying to shut his ass down, he says, no, you're not going to do that. I'm going to be in his corner. Because at the end of the day, you get the sense that as the as the person deserving of their position they had to play politics their whole life and now they get to now they see somebody who doesn't have to who wouldn't do that like if you legitimately finally had power over your your area and your people and you had the ability to make the world the way that you wanted it to be that's exactly what you were going to do even if it meant leaving it for someone else to do like you're going to support them because it—that's just how that works. That makes sense. He goes, hey, "Here, here's a letter
2: of uh, of recommendation from the Bureau of Magic to suspend you immediately." I just lit it on Burns fire. Burns it. I just lit it yeah. on fire. That shows you what I'm after. Go get a mash. You got this, bud.
0: And the writing on it was great. Like I assumed he was going to be like, "I just have your back, whatever," and like break it, you know, crumple on a ball. But like, no, he explains his political ideal. Like, nope, no, this is like fucked, and you shouldn't be punished for this, and this is silly. So, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> they can all yep. eat shit. Yeah. Pretty great.
2: Fantastic. Um, so, and without further ado, unless you guys get something to add, let's, uh, mm-hmm. now nah, in this do very it. weird week of anime, try to tell me why yours should go on. Uh, Jay,
1: start. So, I do think that this is a legitimately difficult choice. Because, on the one hand, we have something that Is is a shonen, which means that it's it's a well produced shonen. In Hell's Paradise, we have the best chance of it going off the rails, and I do genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that if we watch another nine episodes of Hell's Paradise, we are going to be watching a completely different show by episode eleven than we are now, and that and that is worth you know pointing out. However. Magic and Muscles is 100% the show that I have always wanted from this like comedy shit. Because at the end of the day, like Crunchyroll anime, anime in general, has such a hard time being genuinely funny. So when you find something that is, even though it's not always the best, when you find something that is genuinely funny, you want to give it a chance. Because, you know, you think it deserves it. But the problem is, is that it's still a comedy. And at the end of the day, comedy only goes one way. Either it works or it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's the worst fucking thing you have ever seen. So, if we get to the point that Magic and Muscles goes bad, it's going to be fucking unwatchable. But if we get to the point that Hell's Paradise jumps the shark, it's going to get way better. So I'm actually going to vote for Hell's Paradise, despite the fact that I have every reason to not to. But, yeah, there you go.
0: Huh. That was a pretty good sale of Hell's Paradise for me. I wish I could just take that one. Um, I'll. You know what? Here, I'm just going to sell Jay's anime because he basically just sold mine. I had fun watching Mashal. <laughs> And I do agree that if it went bad, it will break bad hard because bad comedy is really bad. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that like, I didn't enjoy watching the other one. I thought it was really boring. Um, I can, like, I do acknowledge the, the points that we were talking about. Uh, you know, like the, the Sam, not Sam, right. The executioner, like, uh, story was pretty cool. And like the character, the female character is at least, you know, acceptable. Um, you know, I think that there are things about it that are interesting. And I do agree that it has more potential to jump the shark. Right. But I was just so bored for the first three episodes. I just could not give a fuck what's going on. Yeah, um,
1: you're you're right. It is boring. Like, like I said, if you're going just three episodes, it's a clear win. Like, yeah. Mashals is way better. However, it's not. And we're not picking something based on what we just saw necessarily so much as we're picking something based on whether or not it's going to have a chance at you know winning. Or at least that's what I'm doing. No, that's fair. I can watch Magic and Muscles on my own. Though, again, I probably won't just because I I have a very distinct feeling that it's going to get less and less funny as time goes on. But I am
0: interested to see what this other one does. So, one, I never get this opportunity. Two, I do actually want this. I'm going to vote Mashal and put it on Mike.
2: Mm. Oh, man. Tricky business.
0: Tricky, tricky business, buddy.
2: Tricky bud. business.
0: Yeah, this is why you never give me the middle vote, idiot. Mm,
2: well, then, as is my right as top billing and MC. Oh um, no, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm gonna make the producer pick. Got him. Got him, boys. Ooh, got <laughs> oh em. shit! Oh because, my god. Because, because, oh, and here's, oh, the, the, reason. here's <laughs> the reason. Fuck uh, you. Here's the reason. I kind of enjoyed both of these a little, a little much that I ended up watching like five episodes of each. So I kind of oh. I kind of know where both go, so I really don't want to vote based on what I know, but rather the mm. producer has admitted before the podcast to his own shame uh, that he watched both of these animes, all three episodes of each, and that rarely That's happens. First. Yeah. So therefore, I also just think that it'd be quite fitting, regardless, uh, to make the producer. So producer, you think you could pop on just for a split second and tell us which one's moving on? I think I think Mashal's too good. Okay. Okay. So you won too Hell's good Paradise. To move yeah. on. So I think yeah I think it's gonna be Hell's Paradise. Fuck. All right, well there you go, folks. From the rare, rare producer sighting, we're we're moving Hell's Paradise on. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I think that's fitting. Okay, so Hell's Paradise moves on. Uh, so next week is the is the the final week of the initial bracket. Which means we have Rokudo's Bad Girls versus Deadmount Mount Death Play, which I'm kind of excited for both Dead of those as Mount well. Dead Mount Death it Play. Is, it is uh, it is Pokemon Women uh, versus uh, Devil is a part timer, but edgier. So, <laughs>
1: God only knows what we're getting out of that one, man.
2: So I am very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I hope I'm not let down, but in all the like best ways that it, they're just terrible. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, well,
1: let's go to called shots, then. What do you got, Jay? First up, I got uh, Magic and Muscles. The MC's ultimate power is just lifting. <sighs> so, yes.
0: I mean, yeah, I feel like you get the point, right?
1: It it almost, go, looking back on this now, it almost feels like a low-hanging fruit. I mean, like, no shit, I that's it what was, it was going to be. I think it was. But I, but I really want to really point out that, like, you don't really ever know that for sure. For all we knew, the entire thing was going to be about a man who magically enhances his own muscles. Or about the person who has magic and yeah. muscles. No, listen. Because I... let's establish that. That, that. that wasn't clear.
2: Yeah, no. I Well, yeah. I, no, I, listen. I think it's low-hanging fruit, but I think that it's not the lowest of low. So I think it's True. fine. Yeah, take
1: the point, man. All right. So I get the point. Hell's Paradise, a scene where people watch someone take a shit. Now... This was one of my more interesting cold shots because something about prison just always has a shit taking scene, and I am still not convinced that I won't get it because this is this is a very bloody, very gory anime, and I don't think it's above having someone like just as a one off joke, just having someone take a shit and die, you know, like they 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 die from it. I can see it. They they eat some poison, you know, shit like that. So I still, think, I still think it's in play, but it has not happened. Yeah, I think it's in play.
0: I think that's fair.
2: What about your boringest call there, buddy?
1: Hell's Paradise. Not a chance in hell. That was actually very not boring. One of the least boring things I think I'll watch for a while. So hooray for me. <laughs> All right, Ethan, what do you got? But my winner, Dead Mount Death Play,
0: it's coming next week. <laughs> uh, my Dark Horse is Hell's Paradise slash The Condemned. Um, which is still in play, both of them. Uh, Magic of Muscles, I said Hagrid is the protein hookup. I haven't been shown that will happen. Actually, you've watched five so, episodes. You know, so. it's funny, too, because he was reading a book about protein.
1: So, like, you're it's really in still in play. Yeah. You're really still <laughs> no, in play. So here's, if there's a groundskeeper here's, here's, who helps him lift, you're in. but no. Yeah. But,
2: okay, uh, I'll give you that. But the reason that I don't think that the protein, like, you know – is gonna come into play is because they have set up a world where Mash is weird because he's the only person that lives in this world and everyone yeah, else uses magic. I'm know, not saying like, that it's impossible, he... but I think it's actually less likely now that they've basically said there no like the one the one teacher was looking out the window at him as he was reading a book on protein. He's like, yeah. Why are you <laughs> reading that? That is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, so but I, you but you also has to remember that you can be a hookup
1: without knowing yes, the power exactly. of what you're giving. Well, no, no, no. Exactly. I,
2: I agree with that. So that's where I think it comes in, but I don't think it'll be like obvious. Like there's no, there's not going to be a guy that like hands him like protein, like, yo, this is good for you. I think it'll could be more be like, yeah, an actual groundskeeper ground raises right. cows yeah. and lets him eat yeah, them. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah, 100%. But it's going to take like an out of the box kind of thinking for that to happen. But still in play. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it could happen. Um, so Hell's Paradise, I had a poor stereotype of Chinese martial arts, um, and I, I was trying. The point of this one was I was trying to do a cold shot for Hell's Paradise or the Condemned. So I don't think we're gonna get it in Hell's Paradise, but I, we definitely could get it in the Condemned. Yet, if there's if the 1980s has taught me anything, is we are willing to stereotype. That's true. That's true. I, I
1: and honestly, there's well, I guess we're really past the point where any one of these. Uh, any one of these criminals is going to have really cliche Chinese martial arts. Though I will remind remind you, mm-hmm. there was a monk character that I has not him, died. Man. Wait, no, and he does. all he has,
0: he did. Was yeah, he the one guy the ones who that, died? he was he the, the one with the really weapons. long arms. Oh, oh, you meant that monk? Yeah, well, well, I mean no, I, 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 the one who prayed. Monk, so. the,
1: they called him the Killer Prayer or
0: something. Oh, I don't. No, know. The Killer Prayer guy, guy is the one with the okay. I'm
2: just saying they called the guy with all the weapons
1: a monk, so that's why. That's fair. They did. Yeah, that's a different
0: guy, but yeah.
1: All right, well, never mind. My, my shoe-in so. for shitty Chinese martial arts is dead. Yeah, they nice threw try. him off the boat.
0: I appreciate you fighting for me. All uh, right.
1: Mike. All right, Dark Horse, Magic, and
2: Muscles. Yeah, it's, uh, apparently, it's voted off. So
0: It was so so Dark you Horse. You did it. it wasn't. Yeah, it
2: was so Dark Horse. I did it. You, uh, winner, Hell's you Paradise, You darkened though. your
0: own horse. So,
2: moving up, moving
1: on up. We'll see what happens. Sure. Uh, let's see, Magic, and Muscles. Uh, M- Has, was Hell's Paradise in every single one of our things? It seems uh, like not. Because I had producers. it as boring as. Not the producers. But yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Sure. Everyone else's. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, let's okay, see. Okay, wait.
0: Hold on. The producers sort of picked Hell's Paradise because he picked the winner as the condemned. They, he did <laughs> pick the winner <laughs> so. as the condemned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Fair point.
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, Magic and Muscles. He wins duel with a barbell. I don't think that's out of the
1: realm of. Things there that is that going happens. to be yeah, right? Also, if he wins duel with a barbell. I'll count oh, that. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because they just spelled it Duel, even though it's their Quidditch game, and they spelled it exactly the same. Oh, yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah. Duel Um But, I,
2: I mean, he won by throwing a wand and slapping away magic, so it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Oh, it, he's going to uh, hit somebody with one of those. Yeah, it's oh, it's yeah. all he
2: has to do, and then I'll take it. Um, but that means I'll watch it on my own time. Uh, and then Hell's Paradise, uh, a distinct WWE move. No, I don't think I'm going to get it which sucks, uh, but I'm going to leave it there. They're definitely not going to say more. the name. No, but they're, they're not going to say it, but if I, if I see something that is clearly a WWE move and not just a regular wrestling move, I'm in, and I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, other yeah. I think the real thing moving against you is that it's so violent. Yeah, that they're not going to do something that's so showy, but also so like non-debilitating. I don't know. You know do I mean? a
2: suplex where you break the guy's neck, or do like the, the neck? I guess. Break? I mean, there's a couple that could work, but I I think you're right. I have it now working. You're just against not going to see an elbow no, drop because no. that's just so distinctly <laughs> right, non-lethal. Right, correct. It would ha- It's gonna. But <laughs> I w- we'll see. I, you're right. I think it's working against me, but who knows? Uh, and then uh, the producer. Uh, Dark Horse, Bad Girls haven't watched. Boringus, Igax still in decision. Winner, the Condemned still possible. So, yeah. Uh, magic and muscles. Let's see.
1: Uh... Oh, Patronus is the name of steroids. <laughs> see, see, like we were making guesses based on the guy also having magic. It wasn't just True. Me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are. You are right. Um, yeah, I don't know. That could still happen if Hagrid's still in play.
1: Patronus. The problem is, is that we know he will never have a Patronus. Because no, but it's not saying
0: his Patronus ability. is steroids. Oh, That's... it just says Patronus is the name of steroids. So maybe well, the brand. Well, the, the
1: chance of that happening is going to go very significantly low, yeah. lower <laughs> it's not gonna when happen. other people who don't know what they are and don't use them are going to have it as a Patronus. So.
0: I would accept it if there was just a spell that no one ever uses because it made people buff and they people thought that was worthless. So that you can have a spell cast on you very specifically to make you show muscle. All right. Ah. I don't know, I'd take it. And no, I hey,
1: all possible. Except they're also going the Latin route. I don't know if you noticed that. Just yeah, like Harry yeah, Potter, yeah. all of their spells are just Latin.
0: Well, so not all of them. This is actually a moment of compliment towards um the design on the world. The charms, mm-hmm. the household charms are all in they're all Germanic. Whereas ah. the the ones that are pretty much everything else are Latin. So it actually fits really well into English, because that is like how English works too, is that like the low languages the low-language words are Germanic, and then the high-language words are, like, French and Latin. How so it's actually kind of cool. How dare you, first of all. Yeah, defending, rowling. Rowling. All right. All right, well. Well, hold on. Hell's Paradise, he didn't say his. It's a uh, MC kills someone with an uncooked fish. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I doubt
2: I he has too many other powers at this point, so I doubt it. But, I mean, leave it in. There's no reason not <laughs> unless,
1: to. Unless the guy eats the uncooked fish and was poisoned. I, that could happen.
2: Yeah, he's been getting too much lead. I guess, you know? but you'd have to have the guy, like, force-feed it to him or, like, go, like, oh, this no, is will... no, he just poisons his fish. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he has to do something to the uncooked fish. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, a guy sure. can't just eat an uncooked fish and die and have no. it have
1: nothing to do with the MC. Yeah, if there's any connection... I don't think we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> but if he eats an uncooked fish and dies shitting his pants, yeah,
2: ooh. yeah, oh, 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 but it's got to be publicly. That's, a, play.
1: Play.
0: It's that's be- a bingo. <laughs> it's a bingo. It's it's just bingo. We just uh,
2: say bingo. That's what I said. A bingo. We just say bingo. We <laughs> <laughs> just say bingo. Uh, All right. Oh well, my god, <laughs> he had it ready <laughs> at the end. Of How uh, do you
0: have that? I don't know,
2: <laughs> uh, guys. We we've been oh, on this too long. Th- <laughs> Uh, at the end of this week, we got one point for Jay, one point for Ethan, and none for me, the producer, but a couple of really close ones that may probably come true. So we'll see as it as it heats up around here. Uh, again, next week is... Uh, hey, wait, wait.
0: Before we do that, I okay. actually think we should take my point away. Oh, really? Because so we had the point of one of the creators uses this anime as pedo laundering. The The guy that wrote the uh, Oshinoku, or Oshinoku, whatever,
1: mm-hmm. is...
0: I'm not i'm not saying he's never said anything pedo related but i read an interview with jw and like it did not oh wait did, did this happen last episode and i just haven't finished yeah, the episode yet yeah we did so steve actually fought for this one okay never mind oh All no, right, no. Th-
1: but we didn't it's fine it we still think that it's pedo laundering despite okay. the fact that the guy who made it does actually seem like a somewhat decent person it, it's just like we, we kind of put it on the anime fandom demands this shit, and okay. he still put it in there at the behest of his editor, basically.
0: Oh, okay. That I definitely agree with. Also, okay.
1: we gave it to Steve, technically. so
0: Yeah, not my point. It well, is Steve's point. He was here for that. it, so yeah. yeah. And I just tried taking it away, so if anything, Steve deserves it more. He's going to come kill you, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fine. I, I believe that. <laughs> He's going to beat the stuffing out of you. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm Dumbledore. All right, well,
2: you know, next week is uh, Dead Mount Death Play uh, versus ba- Rokudo's uh, Bad Girls. So we're going to enjoy the heck out of that. And until then, we'll see you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. 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 You and that itchy, trigger-finger. When you got to go, brother, you got to go.
0: Keep